podcast comes from ServiceNow. Like we always say, a good leader understands the importance of knowing how their employees are feeling about reopening the workplace. Like me, Pam from Marketing. I've pitched every reason to return to the office, but ServiceNow's Safe Workplace Suite has an employee readiness survey to ensure the rest of us feel the same. You know old Scott here wears a mask even on conference calls. I'm taking safety first and soaking the whole office with the Safe Workplace Suite's employee. Yeah, you know old Scott. You guys know old Scott. He's even wearing a mask on a conference call, old Scott. Because Scott cares about safety, you know? Safety is more important to Scott than anything else. That's why, when he's on a conference call, he's wearing a mask. He's trying to be safe. Because you can never be too safe. And you don't know what's going on during a conference call. You don't know if the other people on the call aren't wearing masks. And if one person on a call isn't wearing a mask, it's bad enough. But if several people on a call are not wearing a mask, this could get bad. It could be a super spreader event. So you need to make sure you're like Scott. Scott wears a mask even when he's on a conference call because Scott cares about safety. Scott wears a mask even when he's watching his wife get fucked because Scott cares about safety. Let's listen to the rest of the ad. Place Suites employee health screening app. Your accounting department is still accounting for everything, so let's account for the office's PPE gear with the Safe Workplace Suites PPE inventory management solution. Jan from operations here. We know a thing or two about how things operate. With a safe we, we know we know a thing or two. We know a thing or two about the things operate. We know a thing or two. I kind of love that. Workplace Safety Management app. We can make sure we're all operating safely. With ServiceNow, get your teams feeling confident about reopening the workplace. Visit servicenow.com to learn more. ServiceNow, the smarter way to workflow. Wait, I want to hear that. I want to hear that lady again. We we don't... Wait, I don't know what she's saying. Jan from Operations here. We know a thing or two about how things operate. Tingo to. I love how they say that. We know tingo to. I'm not so good at it, but you know, I'm sorry. This chair. Let me switch chairs because this chair makes too much noise, and I'm just working right now. Well, not really. I mean, I'm at work technically. I'm working from home. The day's almost done, and I pretty much finished everything I need to do. So I'm just standing by for emails and I thought to myself, you know what, let's make good use of this time and just do a little recording. Why not? There are things on my mind and things that I'd like to say. <laughs> I think we're about to experience another little spike in listenership because yesterday I did Free Thinker podcast again with my friend Mike Romanelli and Clint Esposito and they have a significantly larger audience than I do. And so usually when I go over there, or I, this was only my second time doing it. But the first time, you know, within a matter of, of uh, days or a week, I all of a sudden had like a bunch of new listeners. And uh, I'm, I'm prepared for another batch to come in here. And uh, it's good timing, I feel like, for the podcast to be growing because it's all of a sudden gotten better. Not that it was ever bad, you know. Well, okay. Some people might take issue with that. But it's been pretty amazing lately. I think it's even past the point. You know, there's a time when you're a young podcaster. I remember those days, the good old days. And there's a time where the only people listening to you 
are your friends and they're only listening and maybe some family members. I've driven all of them away. So I don't have to worry about that. This is also a squeaky chair. I'm sorry. I have a squeaky chair problem in my house. I don't know what to tell you. And I like moving when I speak. I don't know why it's like, I it's fidgety. Is it fidgety? Whatever. This one is more squeaky, but I don't want to just sit still. I'm just sitting still now. And I think it's past that point. You know, people would only listen at the beginning. People only listen because they're your friend. And that's why they listen. They're like, let's see what, let's see what he's talking about. But now I think people listen because it's fucking great. Because it's an amazing podcast and it truly is. It's one of the best out there. And, uh, you know, the numbers certainly don't reflect it. And I hope someday they do. But we're working towards that. Not that I'm really doing anything. It's all word of mouth, folks. I'm old school. You know, I'm not taking out Instagram ads, okay? I'm not doing TikTok. I'm trying to do TikTok, and I'm not good at it. And it makes me uncomfortable, that place. It truly makes me uncomfortable. The young people, you know, it's very sexual. And I, they look very young. They look far too young to, to be you know, engaging in that kind of subject matter. It makes me very uncomfortable. And then the old people, they make me equally as uncomfortable because they're trying to be children. They're trying to be trendy. They have children themselves. They're, they're wrinkly. Like you start developing wrinkles on your face and you shouldn't be on TikTok. And yet somehow they think it's appropriate. Somehow they think that there's nothing wrong with the fact that they're on TikTok. They think that there's nothing wrong with the fact that they're on TikTok. And then additionally, the fact that there's so many weird young people doing sexual things like twerking and stuff like that. It's just odd. And I'm like, you know what? And you see these videos and it's like 5 million views. And you're like, that's probably four and a half million pedophiles and 500,000 other kids. You know what I mean? But I feel like the pedophiles are outnumbering the kids on that app. It's just creepy, man. And it's like, it doesn't even weird me out that the Chinese government is collecting everything about us and our lives through that app. That part doesn't even bother me so much. That's inevitable. They're going to do it through this app. They'll do it through another app. You know, it was only a matter of time. They were doing that facial recognition shit. You remember when there was that app where you could change your face to like an old person or like what you would look like if you were a woman or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, they were just taking, they were just, you know, saving that in a big database, Chinese, I don't know, the government, I guess. It's all the government with China because they, they, they have a direct link between their corporations and their government, not unlike us, but it's even a more direct pipeline from one to the other. At least we have, you know, at least we have uh, a maze of corruption between the two. And it's a bit more complicated. They don't really have to even hide it. They don't, you know, they're a bit more uh, tyrannical, authoritarian for now. But, you know, it seems like the people in charge of our country are very interested in, in making things a bit more like China. So prepare yourselves. I'm already ready to go. So it'll be fun. And I think people underestimate just how much coronavirus is assisting in that process of turning us into something entirely new and worse. 
So it doesn't matter if it's China or whatever. It could be something its own. It could be something all its own. We might have our own brand of new world authoritarianism, which is like veiled. It's not in your face. But it's always for safety. It's like, you know, Scott. Remember how we started the episode? It's like, you know, old Scott, who's who's even wearing a mask when he's watching his wife get fucked because he wants to make sure, and he makes sure that the man fucking his wife is also wearing a mask. And he's done it before. He has kicked men out of his home, I swear. I swear. He had all scheduled and everything. His wife was ready to go. She's laying down. She's naked. He's sitting on the couch. He's got his popcorn. He's ready to go. And he hears a knock on the door. Oh, my God, that must be him. That must be Edward. Tonight, it's Edward. But he likes to diversify. It's not always Edward. But Edward has Wednesdays. Okay? And they recently had scheduling conflicts because for the longest time, Edward was Mondays. He was Mondays around 11. But he got switched to the overnight shift. He works at a manufacturing facility. So he got switched to the overnight shift. It starts at 1030. It starts at 1030 and it goes till 730 a.m. I mean, God bless him. He's doing hard work for his family. But then he, he, he has to unwind somehow. And how does he do it? He fucks another man's wife. But he makes sure it's okay with that man. You know? But I swear, this is what happened the other night. Because, because of the scheduling conflict, he switched to Wednesdays at 9. It's a little earlier. His wife's a little less suspicious because Edward, Edward's also married. He's doing this behind her back. She doesn't know about it. She doesn't like it. But that's the thing. So Edward goes at 9 o'clock now. It honestly works better all across the board because, uh, you, know, you know, old, um, you know, old, wait, what the fuck is his name? God damn, you know, old Scott. Old Scott, our guy about safety from the commercial. Old Scott never liked being up that late on a Monday night because he always felt a little groggy on Mondays to begin with. And then he felt like he was really setting himself up for failure for the rest of the week by then not getting enough sleep on Monday night as well. Because, you know, Edward would be anywhere from from an hour to an hour and a half fucking his wife. And Scott really enjoyed it. You know, old Scott really enjoyed it. But, um, you know, he even told him he would make him go longer. You know, even after uh, Edward was finished, he would say, no, do it again, do it again. You need to go longer. So... So he was almost in a bullying way sometimes because, I don't know, there, there's a lot going on with old Scott. You know old Scott. You know there's a lot going on. And so when they changed it to Wednesdays at 9 o'clock, it was a lot better for everyone. You know, old Scott was getting his rest. He wasn't waking up all agitated on Thursday. He, he got his eight hours. He was a good guy. Edward, his wife, was none the wiser. He's home by 11 o'clock. He just tells her, hey, I was out at the bar with the boys just grabbing a beer after work. That's all, you know, because he only works the overnight. Those are his off days. So he's off on Wednesday and Thursday. It's weird, but in manufacturing, it's weird, and you wouldn't know about it. He works for a, uh, a bi- uh, biopharmaceutical company. His pharmaceutical company, they're a biochemistry. He's not a biochemist, but he's in, he's in the manufacturing facility, you know, but technically it's, it's biotechnology. We'll call it that. And most of what he's doing is assembly. It's pretty basic. He's high school educated and he's non-union. He's going through a, uh, he got the job through a recruiting firm. And so technically he's the recruiting firm's employee because, and they outsource it. So the company outsources, they totally overpay because really what the company is paying for Edward, um, about $35 an hour, but you know how much Edward is getting is only about $18 an hour. Actually, I should say, since he switched to the overnight shift, he's getting 21 and a half an hour. And he thinks that's really good. He's like, oh, 21 and a half dollars. That's great. That's way better than the 18 I was making. But what he doesn't realize is that the company he's working for, 
not the recruiting company, but the actual biotech company, is paying $35 for him. He's only seeing $21.5 because the other money is going to the recruiting firm. You see how it works? So the recruiting firm is getting almost as much money as, as poor Edward. But anyway, so he's off on Wednesdays and Thursdays, so he prefers, he thinks it's good. He thinks it's good that they do it on Wednesdays because he could sleep in a little bit on Thursday. He exerted himself so much the night before. But anyway, let's get back on track. You know old Scott, and he cares about safety. And he even, I swear, this was a few Wednesdays ago. You know, Edward came in, and he was being a little rambunctious, and he was refusing to wear a mask, you know? And so he starts fucking old Scott's wife. And old Scott goes, listen, Edward, you know, I really appreciate that you're doing this. And it really means a lot to me that you've done it for as long as you have. And you've really been there for us and you've really been supportive. But I need you to put on a mask because, you know, old Scott, old Scott cares about safety is what he said. That's what Scott said to Edward. And Edward said, I don't even think the masks work. And what are you worried about it? Your wife and I are exchanging bodily fluids. I'm sure you will with her at some other point um, during the week, perhaps, and Perhaps even when we're finished, I don't know what you do afterwards, but your wife has told me certain things that I, I find concerning about what you do um, with the aftermath, but, but that's neither here nor there. The fact that you want me to, I mean, I felt like Edward was making good points. He's like, the fact that you really think I need to wear a mask and said, and Scott said enough. Scott said, you know, old Scott, he said, you know, old Scott, and you know, old Scott cares about one thing. What is it? What is it, Edward? And Edward's like, me fucking your wife. He's like, okay, then what's the second thing? And Edward was like, safety, obviously. And Scott's like, well, old Scott, old Scott doesn't see what, where the confusion is. That's what old Scott said. He said, I don't see where the confusion is then. I care about two things. You fucking my wife every Wednesday, because that's your night. Even though it used to be Monday, scheduling conflict, we switched it to Wednesday, nine o'clock. Second thing, safety. So if you don't put that mask on, you're out. Well, it turns out Edward didn't even bring a mask. So Edward did indeed get kicked out. And Scott wouldn't even let him borrow one of his because Scott believes in safety. And Scott didn't want to accidentally put on the mask that Edward was wearing if things got mixed up. So, wow. I mean, hold on. I, I just got an email. That was a good little, uh, I felt like that was really good. Were you laughing during that? I felt like that was funny because as I was doing it, sometimes I'll be doing something and something possesses me. I think many people who are comedically gifted, but it can happen with it can happen with anything, really. I mean, it can happen with music, for example. You just like something takes over and, and you just it's just it just comes out of you. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just like a wave. You're not even thinking about it. It's just happening. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's truly beautiful. And I felt like that's what just happened there. But it's something I'm very used to. You know, it's like something that when it first starts to happen, you're like, oh, wow, this is so new and so interesting and so crazy. I can't believe I did that. I'm amazed. This is ridiculous. And then eventually you just get very used to it. Anyway, let me take care of this email real quick and I'll be right back with you guys. Okay. Okay. I've returned. I just had to take care of a little business and now I'm back. This is the best way to spend the day. I was going to talk to you about something, too. I even had an idea for a topic to talk about. We'll talk about the future. And not even about the election, necessarily, because we all know what's going to happen. This thing's going to the courts, it's going to Biden, and Biden's going to the grave. And likely he's going to hell, because he's done some things. He's done some things in his life, 
And at best, he's looking at purgatory based on my knowledge, my information, which is sound knowledge and accurate information from reliable sources. And the reason, <clears throat> the reason I played that thing at the beginning, that, that ad, is not because I am sponsored. I have no sponsors. And I, don't, I would not like to have any sponsors ever unless they're willing to pay well. Obviously, I'm, I'm in a pretty poor negotiating position right now because um, very few people listen to the podcast, though it's growing and it is more than enough for me to feel like my ego is being satiated to a degree which I'm okay with for now. <laughs> so um, the reason I played that, well, that was, um, that was an ad from Joe List's podcast. Um, which is called Mindful Metal Jacket, which uh, if you're into that, it's like, you know, it's like a mindfulness, I don't know, talking about, it, it came on my radar because my friend Shafi, who Shafi, who's been on the podcast before, long ago, we talked about comedy. That podcast is still available. I don't think I mentioned the Holocaust once in that podcast. That was before, you know. That was in the olden days. I don't know. I'm sure I was already doing that. But anyway, Shafi was on his podcast. And Shafi um, is just a wonderful, he's just a, a beautiful soul. I'm not really into the mindfulness podcast. I'm not really into the mindful stuff. So, you know, it's not for me. But that's where I heard the ad. And I was like, this is so weird. It's all, it's like, I, I just, I've... It's not normal. It's not the new normal. That's what they're calling it. As I'm sure you're aware, have you heard? They're calling it the new normal. And uh, it's just weird still. Don't let it not be weird. This is important. I mean, do whatever the fuck you want, dude. You know, I don't care. It's over. It's a wrap. We're doomed. I was saying... Wasn't I saying the other, this the other night? Was I saying it on the podcast? It's like, I think it's in book five. Oh, no, I was saying it on the other podcast. I think I was saying it on, on the Freethinker podcast. So I won't say it again. But it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's probably they did not realize it was going to come this easily. Whoever it is that wants this to happen, I'm not sure who it is. I've never known. We know some of them, you know. There's the greatest hits. We know the Rothschilds are involved. We know Bill Gates is involved. We know the Rockefellers are, are involved, but we really don't know. I mean, it's like all these people. We know everyone who goes to like the Bilderberger convention is involved. I'm just expecting you to know all these things. But you should because they're givens. It's like, it's like if you were to not know at this point that JFK was an inside job, then I just don't know what to say to you because it's proven. It's literally proven because everyone always says that, you know, I was listening to Sam Harris's podcast and he had, I mean, not Sam Harris, very different than Sam Harris's podcast. It's Sam Tripoli's podcast, very different podcast. Sam Harris, uh, you know, he's a whatever, not, not a, not a big fan. He's not the worst. It does get worse. Um, 
Sam Tripoli's podcast and he had some basketball player on who's a conspiracy theorist. And I love that when people like in the culture, like if you're a basketball, I forget his name. I think it's Terrence Ross, but he's a good basketball player. So he's not supposed to be speaking like this. He's not supposed to be going on podcasts and talking about this shit. He's not supposed to be doing that. He's supposed to be wearing a shirt that says BLM. He's supposed to be talking about racial injustice, and that's it. That's all he's supposed to be talking about. That's the funny thing and ironic thing I think that I just realized is that the on the one hand, they're like, shut up and dribble. You know what I mean? And you've got the, the right-wingers largely are the conservatives, and they're like, just shut up and dribble. These athletes all want to speak out. Just shut up and dribble. But then on the other hand, it's like it's not like the people who – are supporting them speaking are supportive of their right to speak. They're supportive of their right to say the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine a black basketball player talking about how he supports the police and he supports the thin blue line and he does not support black lives matter. Then they'd be the ones saying, well, shut the fuck up and dribble bitch. It would be then the, the, the lefties, you know, it would be the compassionate people who would say, if you keep saying that, it's violence, and I will react with violence, and I will kill your entire family, because that's justice. Justice will be served. Justice will be served. No justice, no peace. If you say what I don't like, I will kill your family. Justice served. Thank you. So that's what's going on there. So they're all shut up and dribble. As soon as they're, as soon as what's being said is, is something that they don't like, then they're shut up and dribble. This is just Capital One. This is just Capital One emails. They're not important. Um, hang on. Let me just, let me just mute. We don't need volume here. We don't need to be interrupted by emails. Are you crazy? I mean, some of them I will be interrupted by because I'll need to do something. But it's a pretty... It's a pretty lazy day. I don't know if I've mentioned this either. I work for a really chill company. The people who are in my company are really chill. And it kind of goes up to the, to the top. I mean, I have one person who's like very superior who when he is in the office, he's like the mask police. And I do not like that at all because I'm trying to get some air. I'll pull the fucking mask down below my nose for a while just to get some air. And then he'll be the guy walking around patrolling, looking for people. Put that mask on. Put that mask on right now. Pull it up over your nose. You know, so that's fun. I love that. But sometimes he's not there. But anyway, everyone basically, a lot, it's, it's crazy because it's a huge company that I work for. And a lot of the people are chill, which is dope. And one thing about this that, that you wouldn't think about until you're living it, until you're experiencing it. I'm sorry about the chair, guys. I know it's annoying. It's the background noise. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I know it's annoying. And I'm not even thinking about it. It's like on that other episode, maybe it was the last episode, where I was just I was just clicking. I don't know. It was like fidgety. I was just clicking, you know, because I... And I didn't even realize that you can hear that. And it's probably annoying. Wasn't even thinking about it. It's the same with the chair. I'm not even thinking about it. I know you can hear it, but it's not even factoring into my brain. If I can just tune it out and I'm here and I'm sitting in the chair, then you can do it too. But here's the thing about working for a chill company. On Friday, everyone basically just takes off, you know? 
if something has to get done on Friday, then I'll get emails. I'll need to do this and do that. But that's not often. I mean, especially now, like we're pretty chilled out now. During the, the lockdown, lockdown, we had a bunch of shit in the office, like checks piling up, hundreds of checks, thousands of checks, not getting deposited, people freaking out. Why is my balance this much money? I already paid you that. I gave you a certified check. I can't put a stop payment on it. You know, all this bullshit. And uh, now it's everything's calmed down. My life's become a lot easier. My job's become a lot easier. I didn't have days like this for months where I'd be able to chill and do a podcast while I'm still on the clock, you know? I would not be able to do that. But now things are chill. We were also, there was like basically three three people, basically three of us doing the work because we had, we were short-staffed, our team. Supposed to be six people. There were three of us for like a couple months. So we're three people doing the work of six. It was not fun. It was very stressful. And now, just, it's great. But anyway... So people just, everyone just doesn't, everyone's just like, we're chilling. It's Friday. We're chilling. Everyone's like that. So when everyone at the company is like that, then you basically have off on Friday. It's so chill. I hope my boss doesn't listen to this, but she's probably chilling on Friday too. We're all chilling on Friday. Just relax. Takes the stress away a little bit. There will be stuff that I have to do on Fridays, but it's like, usually I just try to do it during the week to free myself on Friday and like maybe, and I'm not saying it's like you get the whole day off. I'm still like at the computer. I am still doing this and that, but it's like really around one o'clock. I'm not getting emails anymore. I'm just checking something to make sure. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was coming. They uploaded a bunch of vacancy reports. I knew it was coming and see, I'll do this. So I have an hour. And so I'll do this right now. You see, so that tomorrow I could have the best day. So I'm going to pause again. I'm going to interrupt. Good thing I checked, right? They must have just posted them. I am going to do this right now. And I'll come back. And then we'll talk about what I wanted to talk about. Okay? So so hang on. Sit tight. I mean, you no time will pass for you. Time will pass for me. I'm just going to pause it and then continue. So now I don't know why I'm telling you to sit tight. Because it will just be instantaneous. But you have to understand that I'm projecting here. I am projecting my own experience onto you. Which I will do frequently. I don't plan on ever stopping and ever not doing that. So if you don't like that, then uh, then we're through. It's over between us. Okay, be right back. Okay, listen. Um, I'm back. I was gone. I mean, I was sitting here. I was working from home. That's my favorite part about the New World Order about the new normal, it's not all bad. It's just mostly bad. The working from home part is fantastic. Although it's kind of weird because there are people I've been working with for like seven, eight months at this point. I never met them. We email all the time. feels like we're, we're friends almost. And I've never even seen their face. I don't even know what they look like. Not everyone has a picture on Outlook. I don't have like a profile picture thing. Um, I'm going to move upstairs because my dad is downstairs and he's giving lessons, music lessons. He's a musician. He used to be a music teacher. He's retired. He still gives lessons. There are Zoom lessons. You want to know something crazy? I just got... Sorry. Are you here? Can you hear that in the background? That's what's going on. Um, so I'm going to move upstairs on Zoom. Oh, what I was just going to say is I just get an email before I logged out. 
about a virtual pie eating contest. So that's very 2020, I feel. That's very dystopian. A virtual pie eating contest is a very dystopian thing. That's like something that would be in the stand, which is they're adapting into a TV series, which I'm pretty excited about. And I didn't realize, but it makes so much sense that Larry is black. It makes so much sense because Stephen King never really tells you, you know, he just like you, you figure it out for yourself. He's like, these people look like what you want them to look like. But then when they turn these things into TV shows and shit, it's like, well, now this is what they look like or what people think that they look like. And, uh, and they made Larry Underwood a black guy. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. So if you read the book or if you've read the book, you know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't it seem like now when you think back on it, you're like, Oh, yeah, Larry could totally be a black guy. He could totally be a white guy, too. But he could totally be a black guy, too. Okay? Um, so, hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go upstairs. Um, but I want to show before I do, I want to show you this real quick. We're going to do a little music appreciation. I found these guys. And I don't know what kind of music you guys are into. I know it's probably all across the board, right? Everyone likes different shit. I like been getting really into this. I guess you call it, it's like new jazz. It's like NU jazz, but it's just vibes. End of the day, it's just vibes, but it's very talented people. This is what I don't like about social media and followings and success and entertainment. Success and entertainment is not correlated with talent. That's the problem. There are people who are talented and successful. And when those people become successful, I think it's great because they should be, they're supposed to be. You see, it's in the background. You can hear my dad, right? My dad's talented. He's just a little corny. His playing is a little corny. He plays saxophone mostly. His flute playing is tremendous. He's fantastic at the flute. He likes saxophone more, but it's a little more corny. His flute playing is really like off the chain. It's really good. Um, but anyway, this is the opposite. So these guys are supremely talented. It's like a band, I guess. It's called Corto Alto. Corto.alto. I'll, when I post, when I post this, I'll put it in the description. I'll put a link to one of their YouTube videos and then you could just subscribe if you like it. Cause like, I'm like, these guys have 1.3 thousand subscribers. It's ridiculous. They should have 1.3 million subscribers. These are some of the most talented musicians I've ever seen in my life. They're fucking great. So I'm going to play just a little bit. And I also don't edit, you know that I've never edited this before in my life. Um, I just take the microphone and I just put it up to the speaker. It's a good speaker. It's a good microphone. It'll probably sound fine. I just hope it's not too loud, but I don't think it will be. I'll just play the beginning of a song that I like a lot and it's pretty chill. It's not like loud. Some of this shit gets loud sometimes, you know, because they're bigger bands. I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to play a little bit. And next time you hear me, I'll be upstairs. So the sound will be a little different, but I want a little solitude. There's too many people in close proximity to me. And I like to be able to just, you know, tune that out. So I got to be away from the people. So I will be upstairs. I'll be upstairs because this is no longer habitable for me. Because an hour passed. Did I say that? You remember before when I said, I got to go back to work and do this thing. I crushed that deposit accounting. I crushed that. Like 15 move outs. I crushed that shit. But it took like an hour and a half. So that's how much time passed. Maybe not quite. Probably, no, it was about an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 15. Let me just play you this little bit. 
I hope they don't mind that I'm not making money off of it. I'm, if anything, they should be, he'd be happy. He'd be happy, this guy, that I'm sharing his stuff. Okay, so um, here you go. This next one is called Dying Quilting. Now we're upstairs. That was pretty cool how I faded out the music, right? Didn't you think that was a nice touch? It was a little abrupt at the end. I, I wanted to do it really smooth and it faded. And then at the last second, I kind of like, I got a little too eager and then I turned it all the way down. So it wasn't the smoothest, but that's the extent of my editing. And it's not edited. It's just, I did it just manually, you know, with a knob on the speakers. But I think... um it probably sounded pretty good, right? It probably sounded good enough, you know, if you're listening on speakers or with headphones on, that probably sounded fine because the speakers I have are dope. My dad just gave them to me. It was really nice, but they're, uh, they're nice speakers. I like them a lot. They just don't have a subwoofer, but you don't really need it. You know, I mean, if you're going to be having parties, you're going to be playing music, sure, get a subwoofer, but if it's just at your computer, you're just using them for volume, just get some nice quality speakers. Like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do, really? That you need a subwoofer? You fucking asshole. But it's very important to have a good set of speakers. It's a worthwhile investment. It's very important to have a good set of speakers. It's not important. No, it's 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 very important. I was I don't know I don't even know what I was gonna say. I just like I'm like I'll figure out what's not important after I said what's not important. I'll figure it out in that instant. And that was a bridge too far, even for me. And I know you expect better. And uh, maybe maybe just keep it to yourself then. I mean, what are you doing? What are you bringing to the table? Nothing. So that's what I thought. Thanks. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to snap at you. You know, I do that from time to time. That's, you know what? And you know, it's just like, I don't, 
I we're about this election, guys. What do you think? Oh my gosh, am I? I'm like so scatterbrained right now. I really am. There's so many things. Some of them bother me. Some of them I'm 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 okay with. Some things I like. That I don't like that this election is rigged, but I feel like most of them are. That's how what I'm starting to realize. I mean. And it's not even like starting to realize it's like the 2000 election was rigged, you know, like they gave it to Bush. Bush did not win the election. They just gave it to him. And it's like everyone will go, imagine what a better world we would be living in if Al Gore was president instead of George Bush. Dude, 9-11 still happens if Al Gore's president. He was just as uh, malleable as George Bush, just a useful idiot. Al Gore's the same way. You know, I don't know if necessarily it would have been 9-11, but it would have been something. It would have just been some, a different flavor of the same sort of shit. Al Gore's with all those people. Everyone thinks because he's an environmentalist guy that he's a good guy. No. No, 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 no. And even with the environmental stuff, they're all full of shit. That's why you got to watch. I have recommended it so many times, but we have new listeners, so I recommend it to you guys. It's like the newest Michael Moore documentary. He doesn't even, Michael Moore, if you don't like Michael Moore, I mean, if you like Michael Moore, you like it. If you don't like Michael Moore, he's not even in it. So he just executive produced it. But this other guy just does an investigation into like the green movement. And it's just all bullshit. It's all the same people too. It's like, that's where everyone goes. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. It's not even conspiracy stuff, but I'll put it like this. Because this is the way I was thinking about it the other day. Like, I know so many people who will believe anything. They will believe anything. As long as it's not a conspiracy theory. You know what I'm saying? As soon as something is labeled a conspiracy theory, they won't believe it. No matter what. Even if it's very obvious, like the JFK thing that I always mention. I always have to bring that up because, oh, and that, that's the point that I was going to say before about Terrence Ross. Good thing. Good thing we got back there. It's been an hour and a half and somehow it just popped into my head. I was like, wow, I knew what I was going to say. Terrence Ross was saying like, He's new to the whole conspiracy world. And I'm relatively new to it as well. But, but if there's anyone, and I don't know much about a lot of them. Like, I don't even know what Freemasonry was. I just knew it was like weird. I just knew it was weird. I didn't even know what it was about. Someone was explaining it to me yesterday. And, uh, but if there's one thing where I consider myself a little bit knowledgeable on it, more so than most people, it would be the JFK thing, his assassination. And, you know, everything that goes along with that, which includes a lot of CIA stuff, Texas oil. I haven't even gotten into the mafia part or the Cuban, the Cuban part. So I'm not sure, but um, about those two parts. But anyway, Terrence Ross was saying like, why I wish there was just one, just one conspiracy that was definitely true. And I'm like, first of all, I mean, there's plenty because they still get classified as conspiracy theories, even when they're proven true, they still get classified. It's like when you tell people about Operation Mockingbird and they're like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. And you're like, no, it's it's not. It was an opera. It was a CIA operation. They admitted to doing it. They declassified documents that show that they did this. It's, it's not, it's not a theory. It's just a conspiracy. It's not a theory. It's just something they did. I mean, it's like more, it's, I guess you can really, you can call lots of things conspiracies. I forget what the exact, hold on. Let me see what that, hold on. Okay, here you go. 
A conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. That could be so many things. Because once you change it from, because unlawful, it's like, okay, that kind of narrows it. But then you go, or harmful. That could be so many. I mean, Jesus, that could be so many things, so many groups. Obviously, this was, see, and the, the CIA, so I guess the CIA could defend themselves and say, well, this wasn't harmful. We were doing this for everyone's best interest. But Mockingbird is just one example. Mockingbird is where they uh, they got a bunch of CIA assets and operatives to infiltrate big news publications, you know, like major news publications, and to influence their reporting on things. And they did that for, they still do that. They just said they stopped. But that's also, we could tie it back again. We could tie it back again. They said they stopped and they still do it. Like, they're like, oh, no, we don't do that stuff anymore. We're good boys now. We're good boys. And not to mention, there's like many more intelligence agencies now. It's the same with the NSA shit with Edward Snowden. And he's like, wait a sec, you're spying on all of us, all of the American people, you're spying on us. And then they're like, no, we're, but we're not doing that anymore. We're good boys now. You know, here at the NSA, we're good boys. So none of them are good boys. Okay. I mean, maybe, you know what? I shouldn't be so cynical. Of course, they're all doing the right thing now. Of course they are. But that's the thing to tie it back to the uh, environmentalist shit. You got like ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil's like, we are leading the charge into renewable energy. And you're like, wait a sec. Exxon is? And Exxon's like, we know what we did in the past, but now we care. You know, it's going to be the same with BP. BP is going to be like, Sure, we, we spilled like billions of gallons of oil into the ocean, but we're good boys now. Don't you guys get it? We're into renewables, thus making us good boys. Okay? So you can't get mad at all the old stuff. We're good boys now. And it just makes it seem so sketchy what they're doing. It's like, what is really renewable energy? I mean, that's what they talk about in the film. It's like uh, biomass. They talk about biomass. Everyone talks about biomass. It's renewable. It's, it's wood chips. They burn wood chips. That's what biomass is. It's just burning wood chips. So is it renewable? I mean, yeah, you could build, plant new trees, but like, I don't know if you can call that renewable when you consider the fact that like trees take a long time to grow back. It's like, what if you used them all up and then you got to wait for like a new cycle? So they just, we just won't have fuel for like a few years while these new trees grow. I don't know, man. I mean, it's just, oh, it's just ridiculous. That's what it is. It's ridiculous. I laid back in, in, in uh, despair and exasperation. That's why the sound changed. I went like this. I went, oh, no. See, now I'm like, laying. and so the sound's different, you see, because this is a corner of the room. You see, I'm upstairs in the up upstairs room. And it's, it's like a guest room kind of. And I'm just sitting on a bed. I'm just sitting on the guest room bed. And I'm recording this. And right now I'm laying back. I'm laying back. And so I'm in the corner. This is, this is where I'm oriented in the corner of the room. And so it changes the sound. And now watch. And now I rise. I rise. I rise. And all of a sudden the, the sound is different. You'd probably only be able to tell the difference if you're listening on good speakers. Wow. We're tying things that you didn't even think needed to be tied together. And we're tying those. We're tying, we're tying things, all of these things. And you didn't even think they need to be tied together. And we're, and yet we're tying them. Here we are. 
You know, I mean, it's, it's unprecedented. It's unbelievable. It's remarkable. It's sensational. It's, 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 it's. <sighs> okay. Um, you know, they're rigging the election, right? Did I even finish that thought? I'm telling you, I'm all over the place. That's why I knew I should record. And this has been different because I had for a while there, I'd been releasing one episode a week or sometimes two weeks. And one time it was even three weeks between episodes. And I'm sorry I did that to you, but those were damn good episodes. I know they were spread apart, but they were damn good episodes. They are to this day. They, they, they've retained their excellence. So you can go listen to those and you just look at the dates and you know the ones that I'm talking about. It was probably around episode 158, 159, maybe 160. And what are we at right now? I think this is 164 or something. I don't include the bonus episodes. So I did just do Camilla's Blade, which is my latest short story. But that counts as a bonus because it's only nine minutes. You can't really count that as an episode. But it's not like I, what if I did count it as an episode? What are you going to do? Unsubscribe from my Patreon? Oh, I don't have one. Sorry, you've been had. It's too easy with you people. Jesus. So, you know, you're not owed anything. I just do this because I like it. You listen to it because you like it, because you're sensible, you're rational, and you have good taste. Or you hate listen to it. And I know there's at least a handful of hate listeners that I have. I know there's at least a handful. And I have to ask you this, and I think I've asked it before, but like I said, new batch of listeners, and I'd like for them to get in on this. And they need to understand the implications. They need to understand what I'm dealing with. You'll notice that the rating of my podcast, and I believe the last time I checked, there were 37 ratings. And the score turns out to be a 4.6. Now, here's the thing. For the longest time, I had a five-star score. And, you know, lots of podcasts get five stars. That seems like standard. Podcasts get five stars. When you see a podcast with three stars, you get very concerned. You know what I'm talking about. You see a podcast with three, but you even see a podcast like mine with 4.6, and you don't really know what's going on there. Well, I'm going to tell you what's going on there. It was a while ago, it was pre-COVID, but it was during COVID, but it was before the lockdowns. It was before shit started to get crazy. It was in February and January. It was when COVID existed in China, but it did not yet exist in the general public. It was not a, well, it's never been a pandemic. It's still not a pandemic, but it was before they started calling it a pandemic. Okay. And we can get into that. I mean, Jesus, but we won't. Um, basically I started beef with the Chinese in New York, the Chinese comedians. I don't think they ever forgave me. Um, sorry. I just, I was just choking. One in particular really doesn't like me. And I don't know. They, they, they talk the Chinese, they talk. And I'm not even just saying Chinese. Like I know that people will be like, they'll just refer to all Asians as Chinese. I'm not doing that. They're literally Chinese. They're not just Chinese Chinese. You know how like Koreans are Chinese and Japanese people are Chinese and Vietnamese people are Chinese and Mongolian people are Chinese and, and Cambodian people are Chinese and Indonesian people are Chinese. You know how that is? Well, that's actually not true because they are what they are. So Vietnamese people are actually Vietnamese. They're not Chinese. But I'm who I'm referring to, whom is being referred to, is actual Chinese, the actual Chinese, the, com the Chinese comedians of New York City. 
don't like me. And I know it was them. And they went to my podcast. They took it out on my podcast. They gave me one star ratings. It's a theory. Okay. So this is another conspiracy theory. Because they, they were a secret group and they're doing something harmful. But they probably say it was good. So again, here, once again, they probably say they were doing the right thing. And I would say they're doing something harmful. So is it a conspiracy theory? Or is it just a theory theory? I don't know, but I know it was them. And so if you want to get back at the Chinese and at the same time you want to help me out and you want to do me a solid, then just rate it five stars. Okay, it's really easy on the app. I don't even think you have to write a review. I, I, sometimes it doesn't register it if you don't write a review. You could just write, you could just write, this is for the Chinese, they know what they did, you know, as the review. I think that would be really funny if I had a bunch of reviews that were five stars and it just, all of those five star reviews just said, this is for the Chinese, they know what they did. Okay, so that could be a bit that we do together. I mean, I can get you guys in on it, but you never do anything that I ask you to do. I stopped asking you to do things like episode 60. I was like, these people never do anything. I made like a email. I actually never checked it to be fair. I made like an email for the pot for the podcast. I would like ask questions. Like if you guys, you know, if you want to let me know your thoughts, just hit me on the email. Like you never do. I mean, sometimes you text me about it about the podcast. I've been getting so much good feedback about the podcast. That's why we need to grow this bitch. That's why this is, this is why that's why I do things. You know, I want some good karma, but I honestly do things like I shared, I shared that music with you because that's such good music. And I fuck with it so hard. And at the same time, I think it's a travesty that no one knows that music. I mean, you're talking about, like I said, all these songs, they have like 2,000 views. I'm like, that's ridiculous. 2,000? I'm like, it should be at least 100,000 for crying out loud. Like some of the other music that I've been listening to, there's this guy named Alpha Mist. Alpha, A-L-F-A-M-I-S-T. Alpha Mist. And then he's like new jazz, kind of like that vibe. It's a little different. I actually like these Corto Alto guys a little more. But at least Alpha's got like 45,000, 50,000 subscribers, you know? But... But Corto Alto with 1.3 thousand, it's not like, I'm like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm like, people just, more people need to know, okay? So I'm just trying to share it and let more people know. And then maybe some people will like it and then they could grow. They could grow. Well, this is what you need to do for me. I mean, you need to help me out. You know this podcast is good enough to justify at least 100,000 listeners. You know that. I know that and you know that. We both know that this could easily justify in quality. I don't have a team. I don't have a producer. I don't have a PR guy. I don't have an editor. I don't edit. I literally hold this recorder in my hand and that's it. And it just so happens that this recorder is good and it, it picks up the sound very well. And it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't expensive. It was kind of in that middle ground and it's proven to be very, very good. And as has this podcast, you see. So can it justify 100,000? I'd say it could easily justify 250,000. Do we have 100,000? No. We have about 1% of 100,000. Maybe, maybe, well, what would 1% of 100,000 be? Would that be 1,000? Yeah. So we don't even have 1% of 100,000, to be honest with you. But we'll get there and we'll justify it. How? Quality podcast, that's how. And I've shown you, I've given you no... 
I've given you no reason to think otherwise. At least not recently. I mean, don't go listen to episode 25. What do you think is going to be good? What are you, retarded? Of course it's not good. You know what I was talking to you? This is what I was going to say. Um, <clears throat> you know what? This was what I was going to say. Like I said, I'm all over the place. This is a bouncy podcast. This episode is bouncy. We're just bouncing left and right all over the place. Election was rigged. This is what I was going to say, though. Oh, there's a few things I was going to say. Well, one thing I was going to say is um, I shared. Hold on. Let me go on Instagram really quick because I shared this thing from uh, Sagar. You know, Crystal and Sagar. I like them. You know, they're not they're not perfect. Anyone who does uh, p- political commentary is wrong. You just try to find the people who are the least wrong. And you want to talk about wrong? Can we talk about pollsters for a second? They should all kill themselves, but first they should kill their families, right? Because their families are complicit in what they've done. I like, I, well, I, I made a, I don't forget if, I mean, I didn't tweet. I say tweet sometimes. It's still like, I always forget that I'm banned for life, but guys, the ban might be lifted because I'm about to move to Hoboken. I'm going to have a new IP address, right? New internet, new IP address. I don't know if they're going to be able to know that it's me. So I could probably make a new account and I can be back on Twitter for the first time in like a year, maybe more. I don't even remember. It's all a blur. Life without Twitter. It's so great. And yet there's a part of me that's missing. But I said the, I tweeted, I didn't tweet. I didn't tweet. I said, here's what I did. I didn't tweet. I just made my uh, Instagram story. Um, I just said, like, imagine being a pollster and still respecting yourself at this point. You know, you if you fuck up that bad two elections in a row, then we don't poll anymore. We don't poll anymore. That's what I'm saying. What's the point? <laughs> Who's answering poll questions? Who's answering a pollster? Who's writing the questions then? There's something's wrong. I think it's the fact that most people pick up the phone and... And the person's like, hey, is this George Johnson? And George Johnson's like, yeah, this is George. Uh, do you mind if we ask you a few questions about your political sin? Click, hang up. That's that's 90% of the job of being a pollster, maybe even more. Most of the job of being a pollster is just being hung up upon. Would you say hung up upon or would you just say hung up on? Does it really matter? So they, I mean, they're just so bad. The pollsters are so bad. I mean, it's not fair. Like some of these guys make a lot of money. They make a lot of money and they, they do projections and they run numbers and analytics. Things are getting too analytical, you know, and people wonder why there's this push. Like, I guess you could say against science, but I don't even buy that. I think it's against like, I think they use science in nefarious ways and they just claim it's science. Like, that's like what they've been doing with COVID. They're like, well, it's scientifically proven. You're like, no, it's not. You're like, you're just looking at one study and you don't even know how they did this study. Even in the study, sometimes you read a study and I've said this plenty of times before on the older episodes. Sometimes you read a study and you go like the, the, the end of the study and the conclusions and the conclusion, it's like, basically this is all bullshit. They're like, this is completely wrong. What we found throughout the study is that this is completely wrong. But then the headline of the article is like new study finds that and you're like oh you you just read the title you just read the title um 
it'll be like, you know, the study will be like, uh, you know, COVID and herpes. And then, and then, and then the news article will be like new study finds link between COVID and herpes. And then in the study, in the summary or the conclusion, sorry, I Coke knows is like, uh, is like, there is no link. We found definitively that there is no link. And then you go back to the article and the article is like, recently scientists underwent a new study regarding COVID-19. Unfortunately, the results are dire. They found a direct link between herpes and COVID. They found that COVID can cause herpes and it can be for life. We're not talking about the lip kind of herpes. We're talking about the dick kind of herpes. That's what the article would say. That's how they're using it. So half the time, it's not like the science is lying. It's like the people are lying about the science. But the other half of the time, you know, the science could be flawed or, but there is a religious and devout worshiping going on of science. That's why I call it capital S science. I like lowercase s science, you know, I like science that's lowercase s. These people like uppercase s science. It is their God. It is their religion. They are devout and they follow it. They don't question it. That's the thing. They don't question it which is like the whole point of science. So they don't even know what they're doing. They're, they're like, they're like, uh, what do you call it? Um, they're, they're um, blasphemers, but there's a different word. The Muslims use it a lot. Infidels. Oh gosh. Is that Rachel? Rach. I think Rachel just got home. Well, obviously she just got home. My, my mom's not down there just yelling for no reason. You know, that's obviously Rachel. You see, this is why I try to seclude myself because now I forget what I was talking about. Uppercase science, lowercase science. Listen, be responsible. Be a lowercase s science person. Don't be one of these uppercase s science people. I'm asking you, please don't do that because you become extremely annoying. But anyway, let me tell you what happened here. But I was going to say, like, and people wonder why there's like kind of a push against it's against uppercase S science. That's what it is. So that's what they don't understand. They're like, everyone just no one trusts the science. And I'm like, no, you just don't like that. People are disagreeing with what you think. And then you read one study and you're like, well, clearly I've been vindicated. Clearly I'm correct. OK, so here's what I saw. Here's what I saw. Um, Sagar shared this. It's a tweet from J. J. Mills Miles Coleman. J. Miles Coleman. I don't know who this guy is. It says Robeson County, North Carolina precincts, where Native Americans are a majority of voters. I just sneezed. I paused for the sneeze. If you want to hear the sneezes, you let me know, and I'll. Uh, I won't pause. So Robeson County, North Carolina precincts where Native Americans are a majority of voters. In 2012, Obama wins 59% to 39%. That was against Romney, 2012. Okay? Now in 2020, Trump wins 70% to Biden's 30%. Okay? So it's mostly Native Americans in this county. And these people went from Obama 60% in 2012 to Trump 70% in 2020. And I, I shared that 
on Instagram with my own little caption where I said, I can't believe how racist Native Americans are. Because obviously, if you support Donald Trump, we know this, you're a racist. So my cousin responded to it. And it's like, we always we always spar, my cousin and I, because he loves an argument. And I'm trying to become less argumentative, but I love a nice argument. But what I love more than an argument is, is a good trolling, you know, or, or just... Um, but you know what's also nice is to for someone when someone tries to get you in an argument like whatever and this will always happen on Reddit. I'll be on Reddit and I'll I'll post something and then someone wants to have a battle with me and I'll just re- deny them the opportunity. Sometimes I'll be nice. Sometimes I'll just deflect, you know. But usually it'll be nice. I'll just be like, well, you know, I'm I'm really sorry you feel that way, but I really hope you have a great day and I hope you staying staying safe, staying healthy. I hope you don't get COVID. And that's it. And it's just like diffused. And it's kind of, it kind of feels like you won in, in, in a different way. You, you killed him with kindness, basically. But you diffused. Nonetheless, you diffused the situation. But so uh, I shared that. And then my, my cousin said, um, he responded. He goes, too bad those numbers are wrong. With like a frowny face. And then I said something that I think is kind of funny. And I said, I said, all the numbers are wrong. This is an election. You see, wasn't that funny? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not that funny, but I'm just like, well, what do you think this is? Not an election? I'm like, of course the numbers are wrong. This is an election. Like, what do you think this is? Not an election? I don't know why I said it twice in a row. What I'm saying is that numbers are wrong in elections. That's what elections are. A series of wrong numbers that have been rigged. And I just feel like uh, there was sketchy shit going on. You can't deny it. I mean, the willingness for people to, to just completely deny reality and like, you know, and I probably do it too. So I should understand it better. I really should understand it better because I probably do the same shit. But it's like, wasn't that shit in Michigan? I forget if it was Michigan or Wisconsin. I don't know. It's like, again, it's I'm all over the place. It's a blur, whatever. I was listening to Ron Paul. I also said this on Freethinker, but it bears repeating. I was at work and I went out for lunch with my buddy who is not a liberal and he's not really a conservative. I mean, he's more conservative, but he's kind of just like not liberal. He's just sick of that shit. He's also a comedian. If you're a comedian and and you're, you can be a liberal comedian, but you have to be sick of this shit. I mean, because it's just so bad for being a comedian is the left of the problem right now. They The right were the problem in like the 90s. The right were like, you can't make jokes about God. You can't make jokes. You can't say you're an atheist on stage. And now it's different. Now it's like, you can't say faggot. You can't talk about trannies unless, unless it's something really nice. You can't do this and do that. Anyone who's telling you what you can and, can and can't do on stage is bad for comedy. So it just so happens that they're, they're on the left right now. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's just true. So anyway, um, uh-oh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, no. Okay, maybe this is what I was going to say. It was about the Michigan thing. and Yeah, you can't. Don't tell comedians what. The Michigan thing, uh, I think it was Michigan. Might have been Wisconsin. I don't know. Oh, it was Ron Paul. That's what I was going to say real quick. Real quick, interjection. 
So I go out to lunch with my buddy and we're just talking about it. And I just go, well, you know, I was just in at work. I, you know, I keep my earbuds in. I only go into the office like once a week. I could also tell you about what I was seeing in the city right now. Cause it's like their book, they're hunkering down, you know, cause I was in the city on the fourth. So that was yesterday. And I could tell you a little bit about that. Maybe I'll tell you before the episode ends, cause we've been going on probably too long at this point. I probably need to wrap this up. Um, so I, I mentioned Ron Paul. I was like, oh yeah, I was listening to Ron Paul. I was listening to his podcast. His podcast is called the Liberty Report. It's a very great podcast. And uh, he like laughed. He laughed and he was like, oh, Ron Paul, that crazy guy. And I'm like, they even get non-liberal. Because liberals like laugh at Ron Paul. The elites, like my my parents, they laugh at Ron Paul because they think he's insane. Because they never listen to him. You find that that's a consistency. You'll find that that is usually the case. When you have these people and you bring someone up who, who thinks differently, right? Like who's outside the normal mainstream thought and you bring them up and then they laugh. They laugh and they, uh, they scoff at them like, oh God, Ron Paul, really? Ron Paul? Oh God, you know? And Ron's just one example. You know, you could bring up like people that I talk about a lot. It's like Matt Taibbi. And, uh, and Chris Hedges and these kind of people. But what you'll find is that when you ask these people, when you go, did you ever listen to them before? Like, did you, did you ever listen to an episode of Ron Paul's podcast? Did you ever read a book by Matt Taibbi? Did you ever read a book by Chris Hedges? Even with Alex Jones, bro. Alex Jones is not that bad. He's really not. I mean, he's, he gets wild and I love the deep conspiracy shit. And I don't know if it's true or not, but he's just really not that bad. But I, you know, you ask people, they go, oh God, it's like, you know, you'll, you'll, they can't believe it. They're like, oh, I can't believe you listen to that, that, that evil, evil man. I can't believe it. It mean they'll buy Obama's book. Alex Jones didn't bomb anyone. Alex didn't bomb anyone. Okay. No one's, no one's dead because of Alex. Okay. That's the fact. That's the facts here, people. You can't say the same about, about Barry. You can't say the same about Barry. Okay. A lot of people are dead because of Barry and these people happily skip to the bookstore to overpay for his book. That's probably only released in hardcover because he's greedy and they'll buy his new book. Oh my gosh. Did you read Barack's new book? Oh my God. He's so amazing. He's so amazing. Alex Jones is an evil monster. Why would you ever listen to him? You need to read Barack, he's, he's a good man. He's a really good man. These are, this is what these, this is, I mean, it's just, it's, isn't it funny though? At least, isn't it funny? Is it funny? At least a little bit, but they never do listen to these people. They just know that they hate them. So everyone knows that Ron Paul is a joke. Everyone knows that Ron Paul is crazy. Have they ever listened to him? No, but they know that he's crazy. They've never listened to him, but they know that he's crazy. So that's, uh, that's how it works. But Ron Paul was saying something about Michigan that they did one of these updates. It's like, you know how they're, they put the numbers up like this, this is the count right now with uh, 70% reporting. And then they do an update and they're like, here's the new count with like 75% reporting. One of the updates they did, they added an additional 130,000 votes and 100% of them went to Joe Biden. So that's weird. 
And you know what? They'll, they'll memify this. This is what they always do. They, you take one thing, right? And it's really suspicious. I'm going to try to think of a different example, but I might, it might not come into my head right now. But you take one thing. You take one thing that is like pretty damning. Like in this case, you're like, wait a second. You're telling me they got 130,000 votes and not a single one was for Donald Trump. And now tell me how that's possible. Is that, isn't that, wouldn't that probably be if you ran some statistical analysis, even though I was just talking shit about analytics, but wouldn't it be true that that's probably statistically impossible to the extent that it's literally impossible? I mean, we're talking about, we're not talking about like, okay, if it was 1300 votes, if it was 5,000 votes, even I'd be like, well, that is a little weird, but certainly it is possible. Where were they like Detroit? You know, were they in Flint or something like one of these cities where it's very democratic? Sure, that could happen. You're telling me 130,000 and even if it was 90%, I'd be like, well, you know, it is very democratic. You're talking about zero Trump votes in this batch of 130,000. It's not possible. I mean, it's just so weird. It's just, it's just weird. Obviously, it's suspicious. So if you're being honest, even if you like Biden, you want Biden to win, if you're being honest you would at least have to say, well, I guess that is a little suspicious. You know, as much as you hate Trump, you can hate Trump as much as you want. You can love Biden as much as you want. You can love Kamala and Kamala's blade and what she's going to do to Joe in the corridor with the blade through his heart. You know, you want Joe to die. If you voted for Joe Biden, you want him to die. I mean, maybe that wasn't the reason you voted for him, but it's just an outcome. It's just, it's a unintended consequence of your vote for Joe is that you're killing him. And I didn't vote for Joe because I love Joe and I want Joe to live. Okay. But you'd have to, at least if you're being honest, admit that that's suspicious. And that's just one thing. I mean, I really have not been, I've not been keeping up with it. I don't really care. I know what's going to happen. I mean, it's going to, it's going to probably go to the Supreme court. They're probably going to give it to Biden in the off chance. I mean, I feel like there's maybe a 5% chance for Donald. And if it goes to the courts and it gives, they give it to Donald, then we all need to go into the countryside. We all need to be a secluded place. We need to find cabins by a lake. We need to, we need to be prepared to be far away from New York city. Okay. Because I don't know where all my listeners are. I just know that a lot of them are around New Jersey, New York City. <clears throat> You're going to want to be out of there. Briefly, before I finish, should be only another three to five minutes or so. First of all, it's I was surprised how, how little was boarded up where I work because I work on 40th and 3rd. It's like the the Lehman Brothers building, I think. Those guys are probably some really sketchy Jews. When you see a Jewish name on a big building, you're like, I wonder what they did. That's Well, that's what I think. I don't know. Maybe we're different. <coughs> so, surprisingly, few things are um, boarded up, but a lot of people have private security guards at the front of the store where they did not have those people last week. We have to go make deposits 
Um, I actually don't have to. I get the hookup. I can do all mine online because all of my properties are Capital One properties, but you don't need to know that. So I go with, with Eric, my coworker, and we go make deposits. Like we have to go to literal banks sometimes and take these checks and make a deposit. So we go over, you know, we went over to Wells Fargo. It's like they had never had a security guard at the door. They have a security guard now. And even just walking around, I was seeing there's the Verizon store had a security guard at the front. The Verizon store. But you know what was funny is that the only fully boarded up store in the in the vicinity of our office was Shake Shack. And I was like, who's looting a Shake Shack? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and then anyway, then as I'm leaving, I'm driving to... Um, I'm driving over to Dojo, which is Tiff's in Morris Plains, which is pretty much the best comedy venue in New Jersey right now. Um, well, I guess maybe Stress Factory, but it's way up there, man. It's very good. And and I'm on my way there, so I got to take the Lincoln Tunnel to get there because I, dr- I drive into work because I only go in once a week, so I'm like, what the fuck? And parking's really cheap right now. So I go to take the Lincoln Tunnel back home. And as I'm approaching the tunnel in this vicinity, so maybe like a three-block radius um, or diameter perhaps, circumference, I don't know. There's like at least 500 NYPD officers. There might be a 1,000. I mean, I'm not good with numbers like that. Like when I see, I, there was just a tons of NYPD officers, like on foot, obviously, not the, not the fucking cars. There's not 500 police cars. But they were just all on foot and they were just posted. They were ready to square up. They they were ready to fight. You know, they were all like, there was like a tense energy driving by them because I kind of had to drive through. Like they were all right by the Lincoln Tunnel and there were hundreds of them and they just looked like it was just a bad feeling. It was a bad feeling. It was a really bad feeling. There was tension in the air. And it was just not good. And there were, I know there were people protesting, but they were all the way up in Harlem. So they were like 129th Street or something. They were all the way up there. And this was down by the Lincoln Tunnel, which I guess is like 40th, around 40th Street or something. I forget exactly. But they were posted up. They were ready to go. They were like, hey, if shit gets wild. And that's the thing. So with Trump, you know, if they, if it goes to the Supreme Court and they give it to Trump, then that would be the worst thing probably. But doesn't a part of you want it to happen? I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm revealing too much about who I truly am. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe there will be a conclusion by the next time I podcast with you, but I doubt it. It's probably going to take weeks. And maybe we'll even end up with President Pelosi. You never know. That would be a That would be a major plot twist, wouldn't it? Okay, well, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, I love you. Bye.